We hope you enjoy this episode and may God bless you. Hello and welcome to season eight of the Abiding Together podcast. Abiding Together is a place where you can find connection, rest, and encouragement on your journey with Jesus Christ. My name is Sister Miriam James Heidland, and each and every week I am joined by two of my very dearest friends, Heather Kim and Michelle Bensinger. This podcast is born out of our friendship and sharing all kinds of things together. Our walk with Jesus, our insights, the lessons we are still learning, our joys, sorrows, tears, and laughter, and you are most welcome on the journey with us. You can find out more information about all of our episodes at abidingtogetherpodcast.com. But for now, grab a cup of coffee, settle in, and welcome home. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Abiding Together podcast and our latest installation on our series on the heart of Christ and His revelation. And we're going to talk about Jesus today, to borrow a very popular song, but the truth is that He is the way maker, the, the where he, he wakes away where there's no way. So, like, no way. <laughs> so just, <laughs> no way. No way, way. <laughs> so we're going to delve into that, and I, I love that prescription passage that we're going to use. We are going to talk about Jesus as the way, the truth, and the life, which is so important, especially right now, just right now. And so for our scripture for this time, we're going to use John chapter 14, verses five and six, where it's just so great. I mean, you could never exhaust this. Thomas says to Jesus, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. No one comes to the Father except through me. Uh, There's a lovely quote from St. Thomas Aquinas, and he says this, If then, if you're looking for the way by which you should go, take Christ, because he himself is the way. This is the way, walk in it. If you're looking for a goal, hold fast to Christ, because he himself is the truth where we desire to be. I I love that, that just such a beautiful, absolute truth that we can cling to at all times, no matter what is happening. So as we kind of dive in here, Heather, what, what for you sticks out about this particular scripture passage from John, and how is it speaking to you right now as Christ reveals himself in, in our like our trilogy of, of these episodes? Mm. It's speaking about everything. Yes. I mean, I, there, there's just some times where you hear a scripture, you're like, what? Like, how could this not be more relevant right yes. now? Yes. Because I love the words of Thomas. Lord, yep. we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? And I think for most people right now, we are questioning, like, how do we know what to do? Yeah. How can we know the way? And I think on this podcast, we continually keep pointing to Jesus. Like there is only one way. We cannot continue to put our hope in other things mm-hmm. and and experience this constant disappointment because that is where it's going to lead us. You know, we put our hope in leaders. We put our hope in all kinds of things and we will constantly be disappointed. Yes. And for me personally, there's so many times where I go to Jesus the way when I'm in a relationship disruption that I cannot figure out, when I'm in an argument with my spouse, when I have something going on that I cannot figure out, because I'm pretty good at figuring stuff out, but when I can't, that's that's the scripture that I go to, and I just say, Lord, you are the way. Mm. Help, help create a way, because I cannot figure this out. I need you to be the way. Mm. And it's amazing the breakthrough that I've experienced when I, when I go there and when I say that specific prayer. Jesus, you are the way. Mm. 
I need you to be the way right here because I don't know how to do it. It's the admission of like, I can't do this and I want you to do it. Mm -hmm. And it just opens wide the door for God to act. And I think that this is as a people, if we could but do this, and I'm saying this to myself too, like all throughout our day, every day, continue to open wide the door for Jesus to be the way, the truth, and the life in our own personal lives, within our families, within our communities, within our countries. Oh my goodness. I really believe the world would change. Michelle, what is this speaking to you? Yeah, I think it's interesting, even like when we were praying about putting this series together, like we started with the shepherd and then we went to new wine, which he is the vine dresser. And now we're going to Jesus as the way, the truth, and the life. And these build upon one another. And I think for me, like what the Lord is doing in this season, even in this past week, I was very convicted, like, okay, reset. And like even the last two to three days, I just been pausing more and our schedule has been full, but I'm like, okay, what are the lessons that I learned in this past season Mm -hmm. from COVID? What are the lessons? Don't forget what I've learned and don't just try to figure out. And for me, when external things are feeling chaotic and out of control, I tend to grasp and I tend to try to control things. And I've been so convicted of that this week. And that shows me like that I'm not fully attached to the father, Mm -hmm. that I don't trust his ways, that I don't surrender to his ways. And that we were laughing when we were talking about the good shepherd, like I could really have prone to wander stamped on my forehead, you know, like if this sheep, like, oh, she's prone to wander because I'm like, look, squirrel, go Mm -hmm. off this way where the Lord is like, okay, he's the way. So this is the path, walk in it. And I I think there's that scripture in Isaiah says, you will hear a voice behind you and it, it will say, this is the way, this is the path, walk through it. I think it's Isaiah 30, you know, and there's a voice behind you. But for me, I was so convicted. I was even telling my husband this morning, like, okay, the social media stuff, I have to turn it down. The news, I have to turn it down because the Lord is asking me to come listen to his voice. I can tell that his voice is starting to dim and Mm -hmm. other voices are starting to get loud and his voice has to be the loudest voice that I hear. Really, I was intentional yesterday on Sunday of reordering my week where my week is where he is a priority. Not that he isn't already prior, but even more so to hear his voice, to create time and space to hear his voice because it's vital right now. Mm -hmm. Like it's just not an option right now. This can't be a luxury or something we do on the side. Mm -hmm. To hear his Mm -hmm. voice has to be first and foremost priority because he is our first love. Mm -hmm. And he has to be literally, we have to make sure that we keep on putting him back on the throne Mm -hmm. (laughs) every moment. And yeah, so that's where I'm at. Sister, what Mm -hmm. about you? I can certainly relate to both of you. I was thinking a lot of how many times in our life it seems like there is no way forward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we are the Israelites when, and we've get, we've gotten to the Red Sea and all we can see is the sea and we can't see the way forward. And many times I think when that happens, it we feel powerless. And many times I know for myself, I have an image of myself kind of like in a corner as a little girl and saying, there's no way through. What am I going to do now? And these lies, the lies of the enemy come over and say, you know, look, you're, you trusted in vain. There's no way forward. You, you trusted something that wasn't going to come through for you. I mean, it's just amazing how the enemy comes right in those places. And I, in, even when my own journey and when I'm mentoring other people and they come to me with for their own version of that, where they just seems overwhelming and they don't know what to do. And, and the only option is for me to turn to Christ saying, Jesus would never, he, he promises he will never leave us nor forsake us. And he makes that promise of himself that I am the way, 
that I understood there must be a way. It's kind of like those movies where there's a hidden door somewhere. <laughs> and many times it's in the dark and you have to feel around and you don't often see it. We see sometimes in darkness, but there's always a way forward. Jesus would never leave us trapped in a corner and saying, well, good luck with that. He's always saying, I, I am the way, I am the truth, mm-hmm. I am the life. And though that reality uh, that reality and also the scripture passes where Jesus says, I, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. It's not just intellectual knowledge, but knowing, knowing him, knowing the person of truth, mm-hmm. and that will bring us to freedom. So there's nothing in our life that's at a dead end that Christ is not already providing another way through. And it might require a death to get there because we'll have to, to the, go to the resurrection. We have to surrender our control, which is so hard for us. I know myself, the Lord convicting that at me again of all the places I want to control and, and all that kind of stuff. But there is always a way through, always. He never leaves us, and He never leaves us abandoned. We are not orphans. We're His children. So He's always providing us a way through. If we can sit, like you both are saying, if we can sit and implore Him and ask Him and sit and listen to what He's saying, He will always lead us, always. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to remember, like you're saying, He doesn't play games with us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just because there doesn't seem to be an immediate answer right in front of our face doesn't mean that God is playing hide and seek. Mm -hmm. He's not like, hey, I hope you figure this out. You know, this is like an escape room. Like, yep, figure it out. I'm just going to stand here with my arms folded and watch you toil around trying to figure it out. There may not be an immediate answer right in front of your face, but I think at the same time, what we find in Scripture is the way. When we really break down the life of Jesus, and that's why we're doing this series, because we don't want these things to just be ideas for ourselves or for anybody else that is just like an idea, like, oh, Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. That's cool. You know, no, how is he the way and the truth and the life for me? How is he the way, the truth, and life for you? He He has given us the way if we look at his life. Mm. And when we look at his life, what do we see? We see the Paschal mystery, of course. And that is a constant um, circle that we should be in all the time. There are times where we are suffering and dying and rising again. We're following the path of Jesus. That's how we experience restoration and wholeness and healing in our life. And in that process, you know, we come to fully depend on, on the Father. And we see that in the life of Jesus, mercy, trust, dependence, security in the Father, putting others first, abandonment to the will of the Father, the reciprocity of love and relationships, seeing the dignity of the human person. When we go through the scriptures, we see the way that he is is giving us through how he lived, how he spoke, how he treated other people. And I don't know if we often take the time to really look at who he is, you know, and that's kind of where we're going. We're just scratching the surface, obviously, in our discussions. But when we truly open our heart to who Jesus really is and say, Lord, I want to know you Mm -hmm. as the way, I want to know you as the truth, Mm -hmm. and I want to know you as the life that's when things really begin to change and take shape in our life. And think about it. Okay, so we talk about the way we talk about the truth. We could have a whole conversation on just each one of these, especially truth Mm -hmm. right now. What is truth? Mm -hmm. But okay, in the life. And I was thinking to myself the last couple of days, uh, I had to write a mission statement for something like my why about something. And I was thinking about this yesterday. Is the life that I am leading the life that longs to be lived in me? that he died for. You know, it tells us in John also, like I have come so that you might have life and have it abundantly. Mm -hmm. And we hear that scripture often, but do we really dive down or you hear the quote from St. Arrhenius, the glory of God is man fully alive. You know, Mm -hmm. we throw that quote around, but what does it look like? And we, we throw these little catchphrases or scriptures around, and these are powerful scriptures and a powerful phrase from St. Arrhenius. I don't want to diminish that, 
But do we stop to ask, okay, what does abundant life look like for me? Mm-hmm. And really stop to ponder that and really start to ponder and pray and dig deeper into that. And look at the areas that are not abundant and ask the questions, why? Lord, do you need to come in these areas? Is this sin? Is this woundedness? Is this just laziness? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I mean, fill in the blank. And not to blame or shame ourselves, but because there's more. Like he has an invitation and I always have that image. Like I'm going back, I'm like, oh my gosh, he set a banquet table in front of me and I'm sitting on the floor eating fast food. He has something more. You know, he has something that he wants, has created this meal for me to savor to be delighted in. And I'm just sitting on the floor eating something quick, but he has something more for me. And just really leaning into that. And a good friend of mine is really good. She asks a lot about legacy. And we had this conversation on Saturday at a football game, which was funny. Like we're having this deep conversation. And she said to me, she was like, Michelle, I'm just really realizing she's like, I want to know what legacy I'm leaving. Mm. And I'm working on that. And I just loved that perspective because it's an internal perspective. It is. It's eternal perspective. But it has to be intentional. And for me, intentional sometimes feel constraining. But what I'm realizing, intentional is a trellis that keeps me on the vine. Intentional is the path, the guardrails that keep me on the path. Intentional is Jesus's voice saying, come close. Come on, you can do it. Come closer come closer. I'm right here. This is the way walk in it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like his voice is in front of me and his voice is behind me because like I said, prone to wander over here. So what is the life that he's calling us to? It's such an invitation. It really is. And how many of us really, what you're saying, Michelle, is the the words of Thomas saying, Lord, we don't know where you're going. (laughs) I don't know where I'm going. Like, I don't even know where you're going. (laughs) It's just like, I don't know Mm -hmm. where you're (laughs) going. You know, how can we know the way? It, I, so it's very tempting for all of us to look at our life at times and say, I don't know where you're going. Like, where where am I? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what's happening. I can't figure it out. I'm so little. And how am I supposed to know the way? It's just, And it's just so beautiful that of all the things that Jesus could say to Thomas, he's not saying, well, if you were smarter, you could just figure it out or try harder. He's yes. saying mm. it, it's just the how he responds to Thomas and you can imagine just the way he looked at him and just probably looked at him with love and said, I, Thomas, I'm the way. <laughs> I, I, mm-hmm. I am the way. I am the truth and I am the life. I, you just stay with me. You stay with me. You live with me and you will know the way. And I think it's the difference between us living in our heads and constantly trying to figure stuff out. I know it's easy for me to get into that kind of tailspin where you just, it's like you trying to, I got to figure this out. I got to figure, and the Lord is saying, would you just bring your heart to me and I'm going to bring your intellect to me and I'm just going to have you rest on my heart and I'm going to show you the way. I'm going to, I'm just going to show you the way, but I need you to stay close to me. And you think of how the disciples lived with Christ, of how Pope Francis talks about how he wants the shepherds to smell like the sheep and how Jesus lived with his disciples and they lived with him. And it's that intimate knowledge that is available to every single one of us at all times, where at any time we can turn our gaze back to Jesus and say, okay, Lord, I I have taken my eyes off you. I don't feel like there's a way forward. I don't know what the truth is. I don't know. Right now, I don't feel full of life. I feel full of death, or I just feel like this is a something that's going to... Whatever that is, that the Lord doesn't look at us and say, would you just try harder to get your stuff together? He's saying, you come to me. You know, you come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will, I will give you rest. I will give you rest. And I, I know from myself, I think it would make it so much more difficult than it has to be many times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's so simple what you're saying. It's hard to live, mm-hmm. but it's really simple. It is 
abiding yeah, really yeah. it's like will you stay with me mm. will you just stay with me mm-hmm. like what a beautiful invitation if we could there's times where i've just pictured jesus stay, saying that to me like with his eyes those compelling intriguing eyes where his voice is so tender like yeah. he said sometimes it's we hear a different voice which is like filled not with the truth of who god mm-hmm. is whereas jesus is really looking at each of us saying will you stay here with me And when I hear his voice like that, I'm like, of course, of course, this is where I want to be. And I need that reminder that, yeah, this is where my, where my heart was made for. Mm -hmm. This actually is where I want to be is right with you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. And there's comfort in how he responds to Thomas. Thomas is like, how are we going to figure it out? Yeah. (laughs) Jesus is like, you don't need to. I figured it out. You just stay right with me. And I think it goes back to the good shepherd as well, that sometimes he carries a sheep. You know, sometimes on the way, Jesus isn't dragging us along. He's, He's wanting to carry us. He's wanting to comfort us. He's wanting to help us along the way. It reminds me of that book, um, Heinz Feet on High Places. Mm-hmm. You guys remember that book? Oh my book? gosh, yeah, I read that a long time ago. Like ages ago. I was probably 18 when I read that book. But when I when I read it, there it was a big revelation to me about how when we are looking at the way through our perspective, she describes like, oh, I'm supposed to go up to the high places in the mountains. And there's sometimes where the path all of a sudden turns and the mountains are behind her. And she's like, wait, what? Like, I'm going the wrong way. And uh, it's just that she can't see and she has to trust Mm -hmm. that the shepherd is leading her where she needs to go. I think the other aspect of Jesus, the truth that I've experienced very personally is inviting the truth of Jesus into the lies that I've believed along the way. I love the Restore the Glory podcast with my husband, Jake, and Dr. Bob, not because it's my husband, Jake, but I mean, I love that too. But they talk about this in detail and I think it's something that we all need to learn about more so that we can apply this practical truth that we all have places within us where we've made agreements with the enemy, with lies about who we are, Mm -hmm. about our identity, about who God is, you know, negative images of God or where he wasn't when we thought he should be. So to invite the truth of Jesus into the lies of our heart that have taken root and are bearing bad fruit is something that I do consistently throughout my journey. And I know that you guys do too. And I would love to just hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, I think it's really important. First of all, Heather, I love the book, Heinz Feet Behind Places. One of the quotes Mm -hmm. is in my prayer journal. I give that book to all the girls that there's a really new version of it. I give it to a lot of the girls that I mentor and there's because they read it and it's beautiful. But I love there is a part of it. I'm looking at it on my prayer journal. It says, oh, shepherd, you said you would make my feet like Heinz feet and set me upon Heinz places. Well, he answered the shepherd, the only way to develop hind's feet is to go by the paths where the hind's feet are used. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and so like we have to walk these paths. And the three of us have had conversations the last couple of weeks, but one of the processes the Lord has me coming is really looking at anything that has entangled me, looking at anything that I've come mm-hmm. in agreement with mm-hmm. that isn't of the Lord. And this weekend when I was praying, he brought me back to Hebrews 12, Hebrews 12 is like, break off any constraint yeah. that is hindering you to run your race. And I love that because it was All Saints Day this weekend. And I was like, okay, Lord, what is constraining me? What is entangling me? What is breaking me? And I was just been really praying through those things deeply. And he's brought just 
a lot of things up in the last couple of days to look at Mm -hmm. and not bringing them up. Like I said before, to be like, oh my gosh, you need to work on this and work on that. He's like, no, take those off. Come on, girl. We got, Mm -hmm. you know, it's an invitation. We have got a race to run, cast them off, break them off. Let's do this. And so just coming to him in that way. But also I think for us to go to the way, the truth and the life takes courage. But I love how it tells us in scripture to take courage. You know, so you, you, there has to be an action. You have to take it and receive it. You have to go after it. You don't have to grasp, but you do have to take it and take hold of it. And that to go to those places in our heart, to pause Mm -hmm. and ask these questions, to pray and ponder, there has to be something courageous in our hearts to do that. And that has to be the Lord. And I just love that Thomas felt so secure in his relationship with the Lord to question him. Yeah. He didn't mm-hmm. see him as this authoritative, you know, authoritative leader. Like, I can't ask him these questions. That's He'll think so I'm good. dumb. Mm-hmm. He would, whatever. No, Thomas trusted the Lord so much. Okay, explain to me. Just like a little kid. <laughs> but why? But why? Mm-hmm. But why? I was mm-hmm. with my two-year-old nephew, like, you know, like I told y'all a couple of weeks ago. I mean, I must have answered, but why? But why? Like 20 million times. <laughs> but Thomas trusts Jesus. Come on, Jesus, give me some answers. Let me ask you because it's a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, it is a relationship. And so, yeah, for us, where do we need to just take courage and go to these places of our heart? I don't know, that, sister. Oh, that is so good. I was, that's, I was just recently thinking of, What happens in secure relationships is when we feel safe enough to ask, when we feel safe Mm -hmm. enough to tell what we need, when we feel safe enough to feel where we're hurt, where we're not pretending, you know, and not in in human relationships, there's always elements of certain insecurity to it. But when when a relationship is largely securely attached, you do have that freedom. And I was thinking of who Christ is. And that he is secure attachment. He is security itself and how the disciples would have. And Jesus responds to them differently in different settings, but they would have had the freedom to be able to do that and to, and, and Jesus didn't, you know, offer some sort of sharp rebuke that was cutting or demeaning or anything like that, that it just that engagement of that kind of intimacy, I think we often overlook because mm-hmm. sometimes in our life, I remember many years ago, somebody telling me that who is an intercessor for me. And she texted me one time and she knew that I was struggling with a certain area of my heart with the Lord. And she just texted me out of the blue and she said, you know what, Sister Miriam, Jesus is your husband. It's okay if you bring that to him and be really honest with him. <laughs> She's like, it's okay. Amen. You can... She's like, I know that you're struggling with that. And I know that I know I understand the beauty of your heart there, but she's like, he can take it because he's your husband and he loves you. And that for me was just such a beautiful thing. And of course, yes, God is God and his ways are far beyond ours and thank God, but he's not off put or offended by our questions or our struggles or our being overwhelmed and and where he comes to bring it. Cause that's the truth. Like that's the truth of honest, open relationships. And Jesus reveals his heart to us in honesty. And he comes to heal, like you're saying, Heather, heal the places where we believe lies about him, where we belies about ourself, lies about other people is, you know, sometimes we spend our entire life laboring under something that's a complete lie. And we've set up our whole life on a foundation of something that's not even true. So mm-hmm. Jesus, please reveal the truth to each one of us right now about an area of our life where we have been laboring under a lie that's kept us constrained, that's kept us hindered, that's kept mm-hmm. us in a diminished place, a place of self-hatred or a place of addiction or, oh gosh, He loves to come into these places and bring us to life there. And that has just been my prayer lately as I reveal, the Lord reveals more and more of those places for me. I was like, oh my gosh, that... 
that's just not true. I am not mm-hmm. in the name of Jesus Christ. I renounce like that is not true. And I cannot afford to spend another moment believing that lie because it's, it's not true. It's, and it just, it's destructive. So Jesus, mm-hmm. give me the courage to welcome you here and grow my heart in places beyond my comfort zone so that I am comfortable in the truth and who you are. Cause that's the only way forward. Yeah, I think knowing Jesus as the truth is so vitally important right now as a world, mm-hmm. <laughs> like for mm-hmm. humanity. Mm-hmm. We are being bombarded with so many lies. And I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I'm overwhelmed by it. Like when I turn on the news and I'm like, I don't even know what to believe anymore. And I, you know, with various leaders in different places, I'm like, I, I don't know whether to trust you. There's just so much corruption. And I think, you know, we're feeling this in the world on a very deep level the loss of leadership, Mm -hmm. uh, like all over the place where we're just like, I I want to trust someone what they're saying, but I don't know if I can. People are now fearful about things that medical people are telling us. We're fearful about all this. Like everybody is questioning everything. And I think it's so important that we enter into a deeper relationship with Jesus, the truth, because his truth doesn't change we can trust mm-hmm. him. He is the only one that is steadfast, that never changes. And his word always stands. It's always relevant in every situation, in every time for every person. Mm-hmm. It's vitally important for us. Like if you watch, a lot of people watch the documentary, The Social Dilemma. Oh, yeah. And you hear about how <laughs> how messed Gosh, up it is. And we're was... all, if you are on social media, we are being pumped of whatever they want us to yes. to see, whether we believe, That's, whether we yeah. think we are or not, we we are being influenced by many, many, many things, and it's on my heart more than ever. Like I need to turn down that noise, mm-hmm. and I need to, like you were saying, Michelle, I need to come to Jesus again. Mm-hmm. Say, teach Jesus. me your ways, yeah. O Lord, and I will walk in your truth. Teach me your ways, O Lord, and I will walk in your truth. Mm-hmm. Like I just want to submit to your truth. Mm-hmm. I don't have to question you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And just going in, like closing it up, but it's interesting. I picked up this weekend. I was like, all right, I need something to read that is engaging, but isn't super you know, a little bit where it's entertainment and leisure, but it's not total fluff. But so I picked up The Last Battle again from C.S. Lewis. Oh, mm. yay. Good. And it's the last, if, you, if you've read Chronicles of Narnia, it's the last book in the series. And I love it. And I came across this quote yesterday and it was one of my favorite, but it was like, for such a time as this, I so needed to hear it. And it reminds me of just walking on this path of the way and the truth and the life. And if you haven't read, like I suggest reading all of them in order, but the last battle, it was, it's just so poignant right now for this time in history. Like I was like, Oh Lord, there's a reason why you have me reading this Holy spirit, but I love the unicorn. Like I love the yeah. unicorn in this one. And so I mean, who doesn't, who doesn't uh, love unicorn? I love it, but I love what the unicorn says. I have come home at last. This is my real country. I belong here. Mm. This is the land I've been looking for all my life, though I never knew it until now. Come further up, come further in. Mm. And that's just the thing, because the way, the truth, and the life, we're all looking for that invitation to home. Who is a person? It is Christ. And we are looking to go to the Father's house. He's made a place for us. And But we have to go further up and further in. You know, further up and have a heavenly perspective and be in his gaze. And further in of our own hearts, Mm -hmm. like to look deeply into our own hearts. And he keeps on inviting us to that. And if you're really cool, you have a unicorn to guide you. But, you know, hey. So, um, <laughs> well, I'll just make do what we I can. I might do right now, but whatever. So. Mm. I like that. 
further up, further in, further up, further, further, up, further, further in. Further in. Mm. Amen. So that's our prayer for you this week, friends, as we kind of transition into our one thing for the week, but further up and further in. Where is Jesus as the way, the truth, and the life calling you up? Further up and further in. That's oh, that just that's gorgeous. That's a, a great a great thing to think about and a great thing to ponder with the Lord and how he's bringing us in a place where it seems no way that there's a way and it's him. It is him. Yeah. That's awesome. So, uh, Heather, do you want to share with your, our, our listeners, your one thing for the week? Sure. My one thing is a song from Damascus mission worship. This song, I can't even, <laughs> I was watching this video in my kitchen while I was trying to cook dinner and I just like suddenly had tears streaming down my face. I'm not overselling this. It, this is a Catholic, how, how would I even describe this? Okay, it's a Catholic ministry. They have retreats and stuff for young people. They have like Catholic and they also, mission school. Yeah. yeah, they also have a Catholic mission school. So so young, young adults who want to give a year of their life to be on mission and they do formation there and they have a worship team and they're writing their own worship music and this song called I Believe, I'm going to put the link in the show notes and you can find it on our website where you can find all our one things in all the show notes. This song was so powerful, just seeing Catholic young people being moved by the Holy Spirit and writing songs like just, it was so beautiful. And my heart was just like, finally, like, look at this. So beautiful. So please look it up. And I hope you enjoy it. And also, if you're a young person and you're looking for something to do, please check out their mission program. Um, I don't know. I'm going to find the link somewhere. It'll be in the show notes. We'll put the link to everything that you can find about them. And the people who run it are wonderful, wonderful leaders who I trust. So, mm -hmm. yeah, check it out. Mm -hmm. Michelle, what's your one thing? I have two one things as usual. And so one of them is... I came across, you all know that I have a deep love for Tasha Cobbs Leonard. Like mm -hmm. she has a new album out, but that's not my one thing, but it should be. Soul queen. Mm -hmm. um, she is like, she is a soul queen. And you all need to stop right now and pray that she becomes my friend in real life. But anyway, <laughs> I love her and I saw her live in concert and she just, there is such power in her voice. Uh, I mean, I just love her, but they did a live um, song, her and uh, Kira Sheard, and it's a song called Something Has to Break. Mm -hmm. And they did it at the very beginning of quarantine. And I love the song, but I had never seen the live video on YouTube. It is so powerful. I mean, it is downright gospel and I love it. But it was so funny. We were playing it in my car and my son, David, was uh, just like, he goes, man, there's some power going on in there. And he and it, we actually just got to the piano music for the song because he just loved it. But there is something so anointed about this. I mean, if you're ready for some gospel church, there is this song. And my other favorite thing is we are going to begin our Advent series on the first week of Advent. And we created these beautiful cards to go along with them mm -hmm. that you They're can gorgeous. display in your house. Mm -hmm. But what really came out of this is this came out of a fruit of all of our prayer. And we had done a consecration about Mary's mantle um, this past fall. And it was such beautiful. so beautiful. It's been my one thing. But out of it, like the Lord has really just made Mary become very three-dimensional, very tangible. And just feeling this cry of all of our hearts for really like the only phrase I get is just there's something that's come into um, prayer for me is the Holy Spirit. I just really feel like he's saying, 
basically like scoop people, get them under her mantle, Mm. you know, just gather them under her mantle and her maternal protection. Like for such a time as this, this, I think our mother is calling us in a special way with the Holy Spirit to really come under her maternal protection and to really become, allow her to love us and her motherly love. And we were going to just explore four different aspects of Mary and my prayer and our prayer for uh, you all journeying with us this Advent is that she becomes more of a mother to you mm. and that she becomes more three-dimensional to you too, where she's so, she just becomes tangible mm. and real and that you see different aspects of her than you have never experienced before, that she's not just a statue, but that she's a mother that loves you. So that is mine. Well, thank you so much for joining us this week, dear friends. And it is our heart that Jesus speaks to you uh, about the way that he is making in your life uh, for you always um, have your home in him. And that's where you belong. So until next week, we will be abiding together. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, would you please share it with a friend? We encourage you to head over to our website, abidingtogetherpodcast.com where you can find all the show notes, links to our one thing, transcripts, group discussion questions for each episode, and beautiful mugs, t-shirts, journals, and prints on our shop. There you can also subscribe to receive our weekly email with links to each new episode and all of its content. We'd love to connect on social media and invite you to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter so you can catch inspiring reflections every day. You're also welcome to join our private Facebook group and dive deeper into discussions with our fellow listeners. If the podcast has blessed you, would you prayerfully consider financially supporting us? The Abiding Together podcast is only available due to the generous support of our listeners. There are significant costs associated with creating this content, such as tech support, design, website, equipment, and hired staff that we need to be able to continue offering great content to you. Abiding Together is a nonprofit 501c3, and all donations are tax deductible. You can make donations of any amount through a website called Patreon, or you can send us a check directly if that's easier. If you donate $15 or more per month on our Patreon page, you become a tribe member, and you will receive monthly individual videos from Michelle, Heather, and I, as well as other exclusive content, recipes, playlists, downloadable prints, and more. You can find all the information about Patreon at patreon.com forward slash abiding together. Thank you and God bless you. This show is a production of the Spoke Street Media Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, visit spokestreet.com.